on this week's show. I in promotion after booking their spot in the playoff final. We hear from Lartfield and New Hive boss Chris Browning. Little Lartfield here with the potential we've got and everything else. I think we can just get bigger and bigger. Defeated but proud. Snodden Town manager Luke Walland after his side's campaign comes to an end in the playoff semi-finals. I don't ever think we've overachieved. Others would say in a nice way you might have done better than expected. We hear from goal scorer and manager after Lordswood scoring the last minute to stay in the Scaffold Premier. I just said to myself, if I just get on target with a bit of power, it's going to back in the net. And when I went the right side and the keeper went the right way, I thought, Jesus Christ, he's got an hand to it. And it's been a fine first season up for Homesdale. Manager Lee Roots tells us all about it. It's like going from infant school to secondary school. Um, but like I said, there's a lot we can, we can take pride in. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Only Podcast, sponsored by Nick Cunningham Plumbing and Heating. The season's over for a lot of our teams, but the last week has pretty much had it all. And we've got five people for you to hear from during the show after lots of drama across the county. I'm John Phipps and look, I really don't want to become a golf ball, but in just my third go round the course today, I bagged an eagle. And on the line now is a man who on Tuesday night was the second person this week to use the word Wally to me as an insult to another person. I'm personally glad that you're helping this come back into popular vernacular. Matt Gerard, how are you? Well, I'm more interested in an eagle. Was it a 500 yarder? No, not quite. It was, uh, so I've been playing at my dad's course, which is... Uh, we, we only do nine holes and it's not a particularly challenging course, I don't think. But the, the last hole, uh, the the ninth, is about a 260 yard what? hole. What? And there's a bunker about halfway up the, the, the fairway. And my dad has found the bunker. We've played three times. My dad's found the bunker twice from there. Uh, I've not found the bunker yet. And then today. for a while? Yeah. Yeah, a lot longer than I have. Um, and then he, he's been a member of that course since September. So he's been he's played there a lot. Um, and then today on the tee, I just absolutely middled it, went over the bunker, bounced through, landed on the green. And then I just rolled it in for a two. Oh, you I always think of golfers. Did you get the ball out of the um, cup and just throw it to the, show it to the crowd? Because they like that sort of thing. Yeah, if there was a crowd, I would have done that. But yeah, so um, yeah, I went around in 37 today, which I know is terrible, but uh, I've only been playing this time last month. I didn't even play. So I'm, I'm making you've got progress. The bug. You've got the bug, have you? A little bit. Yeah, it's it's, it's good fun. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. It's nice to get out and spend some time with my dad. And, oh, it's good. You know, yeah, it's good. Yeah. A bit of fresh air, a bit of walking. Can't complain. Oh, right. yeah. You'll be going on golf with holidays to Portugal, like sort of a lot of things to do next. Let's not get carried away. Yeah. I think I use the word Wally quite a bit, really. Yeah, well, someone else head. someone else described someone as a Wally to well, me. Why did I call you as a Wally then? You didn't call me a Wally, you described someone as a Wally that we, during oh, our I've phone got, conversation they, last night. There's too much people I could Google. Yeah, um, I, I don't think I'll reveal on this show who you were talking about. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. But yeah, uh, you did. You called someone else a Wally and someone else said to me, oh, that someone else, that another person was an absolute Wally at the weekend. And I thought, Do you know what? Swear I wonder where become... that comes from. It's not from Where's Wally, is it? No, I don't think so. But, you know, swearing seems to become North. second nature now. So it's quite nice to see, have a, have a bit of a return to these traditional sort of insults, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah you probably you can't. Yeah, I could probably probably cause them a lot of worse, but or whatever this person, he or she may have been. But uh, yeah, Wally is, yeah, it's a it's more of a term of endearment, you Wally, I'd have thought, isn't it, really? In a nice way. So rather than the, the, the swearing, I probably could have, probably could have called them. 
apparently it came from someone uh, that one story was uh, a Wally had become separated from companions at a 1960s pop festival and the name they kept announcing it over a loudspeaker and everyone started chanting Wally Wally and then it became an insult apparently so right. who knows that is just yeah yeah well, you don't get many Wallys around though do you it probably no. because you can't get Walters but no you, I, didn't, I didn't go to school with any Wallys and I can't believe even though the Kids' names are getting more and more oldie worldy. I can't believe there's a Wally in in any school because probably because of that reason. You don't you don't want to be known as a Wally, would you? No, Matt Gerard just said he didn't go to school with any Wallies. Is there anyone listening uh, to who went to school with Matt Gerard? You went to school with a Wally, didn't you? Hey. His name's Matthew. Uh, let's get the housekeeping out of the way first. Then last week we did a competition with the prize of four free fifty-pound bets with Paddy Power. The question was how many goals there would be in the ten Skeffel Premier Division games. And the answer was 43, going out with a bang there. Uh, congratulations to Amy, who was two goals out with her guests. David, Dan and Dean, who were the lucky winners. And commiserations to Michael, who came fifth, but does get brownie points for predicting all the scores with his guests. His predictions were hopeless, but at least he tried. Didn't win the prize, but briefly did gain the admiration of his 14th favourite journalist in Kent. Uh, 4.3 goals a game. That just sums up the scaffold, doesn't it? Well, I, I was going to go for 53, so I thought so. They maybe let me down a little bit. But uh, Michael wouldn't be able to use that bet because he's involved in football. So it's a good thing, really, isn't it? So, can but you can, bet, you can bet on horses and stuff, though. Uh, oh, can they? Yeah. I didn't know that. Just can't bet on football. Oh, is it, oh, oh right. Oh, it's, oh it's, I suppose like Keith Gillespie and people like that. Yeah, I suppose footballers probably still go down the bookies, don't they? Yeah. So you can't. Oh, I didn't think they could bet at all anyway. No, they just. And it's only at step four upwards, I think, right. that players are not allowed to bet on any. Because it, it's a ridiculous rule, isn't it? That. Um, a player who plays in step four is not even allowed to bet on the FA Cup final because they've been involved in the FA Cup. Yeah, it's ridiculous, yeah. That is a silly, silly rule. So there's, there's probably is, unfortunately, footballers out there, well, tested up to their eyeballs like Keith Gillespie did. So we, we still recommend these people who've won this, please bet responsibly with your £50 bet and good luck. Hopefully you can turn that into more money. Absolutely. I mean, I remember when we did the radio show, we we did a gambling special, didn't we? And we had uh, Scott Davis on. He used to play for yeah. for Crawley and Reading, and and his story is fascinating. If you ever get the chance to to read a bit into that, because he went he really went through it, and uh, you know, it is it is something. It's it's you know, we're really grateful to Paddy Power for that, but it is it, it is a tough one. And and you know, as we say, do gamble responsibly. I don't think there's anything wrong with it uh, if you're just ch- chucking a couple of quid on here and there. Yeah. But if you if you've got a problem, then you, you need to stop and and you know, make I sure that you're say, looking after I, yourself. I, I, I put my uh, goal, both teams to score every Saturday, and I haven't won a single one all season. And I think I think I know a bit about football, but clearly I don't on that because I never seem to seems to work with my both teams to score. No, that's, 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 that's hard to win that. So though, I am best responsibly because I only put a pound on to try and win fifty quid. So there you go. It's our 213th episode this week. There was an American rap supergroup called 213, named after the area code for Long Beach, California, which consisted of Snoop Dogg, Warren G and Nate Dogg, who wasn't related to Snoop uh, Dogg fans. Uh, It was a springboard for all three of their careers and had one studio album. Who would have thought that one day one of those three would be advertising Just Eat? eh? Uh, There's also a song by Slayer, a horror film, and apparently a number also gained notoriety because the serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer Lived at number two one three. Is that enough to make it relevant to? Well, anything. Who knows? Well, well, that's interesting. Well, those rappers. I'd heard of Snoop Dogg, but I haven't heard of Nate Dogg or anybody like that. Well, Warren G did regulate, didn't he? So no, well, no, well, I wouldn't know, but if it was, no, no, I'm not really into rap. 
No, me neither. Uh, anyway, from serial killers and takeaway delivery companies to football and the end of the season, which brings joy, heartbreak and everything in between. This Maligan Scaffold Division 1 playoffs kicked off on Tuesday night. And we now know that a Kent side will be promoted to the Isman League Premier Division at the weekend after Ashford United and Herne Bay booked their spots in the final. Ashford won their game 1-0 against Cray Valley, an early J-May goal enough for the nuts and bolts to make it through to a final they will host. It wasn't quite as straightforward for Herne Bay. It were 1-0 and then 3-1 up against Hayward Heath only to concede two late goals to take the tie into extra time. Bay also had Eddie Allsop sent off, but after there were no further goals in extra time, they won it 6-5 on penalties. It's all set up, Matt, for a cracking final. Second against third, two clubs from Kent, win-win. Yeah, in, again, in a division that is dominated by um, Kent clubs, it's, I think it's right that we've got in the playoffs. It's a shame they both can't go up. Um, seen an absolute clacking game at Herne Bay. When I left it, I think they were three one up when somebody told me. And then I didn't realise, and I saw they got through, but I didn't realise it was on penalties until I got home. So my mate Eddie Allsop, one of the players I um, rated this season, he came on and was sent off. So um, he was in the match report I read. He was quite a, a figure in there because he was causing problems with his set pieces. But yeah, really good. For another thing I thought, how many playoff games do you reckon Jay May must have played in his career? And for how many clubs? He must That's have been involved with so many playoffs. Tunbridge, Maidstone, he'd have been involved in playoff games. So many. But um, Johnny on the spot, experienced. How old is Jay May, do you reckon, these days? 35, 36? Somewhere around there, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, but really good, interesting game. You've got to say, I don't know how they played each other. You'll be a stat man, how they got on against each other in the league. You've probably got to fancy Ashford being at home. Will be a big crowd. I'm delo- I like Tommy Royal. I like... Ben Smith and like Timmy Dixon. So, um, good footballing people. Um, I remember Ashford being in the Bees Rome's League Premier back in the day, but I don't think Herne Bay have ever been this high if they get there. But it'd be a, a fantastic day. And it's great to have another side in the right with this being Premier next season. Yes, absolutely. Jay May, we've actually uh, done done the other way round for a change, mate. It's 38, uh, Jay May. Um, yeah, yeah. What a career yeah. he's had. That is absolutely. A, yeah, yeah, and to be fair, he, he's, he's, you know, he's an old-fashioned centre forward. He must have had some batteries in his career. He's given some out, but, oh, yeah, still going at 38, you know, trusted by Tommy Warrillow, so still to do it there. Great career, and, you know, unfortunately, I'd like to say he's the best player in his family. We can't really say that anymore, can he? Because his brother's an absolute um, a League One legend at Cheltenham, so. Yes, exactly. I can't call this final on, on Saturday. I'm, I'm going. I'm looking forward to, to heading up to Homelands. It's actually my first ever trip to Homelands, believe it or not. Um, right. I, I just can't call it. I think Ashford haven't been, you know, they've been grinding out results lately. And, and But I just think Home Bay have got have got something about them, haven't they? They've got individual talent. They've got good players. They're, they're in a good run of form. You know, they've done, they did really well to finish third because a few weeks ago, we weren't even sure if they were going to make the playoffs. And I just think they're on a bit of a crest of a wave. I just think it's too tight to call. I, I can see it going to extra time again, and if not penalties. Yeah, Ashford. You, you, you were the Ashford one when they, that game. That if they, even if they won, they wouldn't have got through, would they? Yes, so that was three Did years they, ago. They, lose, they, they lost, though, didn't they? They lost three 0 to Horsham, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it was three 0 but they lost to Horsham, um, and obviously Horsham were therefore promoted. But if Ashford had won, they wouldn't have been promoted. Um, so this is a real opportunity for Ashford, and, and they would love to get back to 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 where the the former glories, I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I remember big rivals back in the late 90s, mid 90s, in the Bees Rome's Premier League and Folkestone Ashford and things like that. And of course, 
Ashford will be absolutely delighted to do that. Um, from there, again, they've worked hard off the pitch, you know, to get into those levels. Tommy Royal, a great manager at that level. Probably deserves to manage in the Ryman Premier. But again, Ben Smith, he's done his hard yards, hasn't he? And the, um, and the scaffold will come up and he's um, got his opportunity now. I'll be a nervous couple of days for them all, I suppose. But I bet they can't wait for Saturday. No, absolutely. And good luck to both of those teams uh, in that game. In the Scaffold Division 1, there was one game on Tuesday night and the other is happening as we speak. I went to Tuesday's game where Larkfield and Newhithe beat their near neighbours Snodland Town by a single goal in front of just over 500 people. A superb attendance for that level of football. I spoke to both managers after the game. Here's the victorious one. Larkfield and Newhithe boss Chris Browning. It is, yeah. It is only halfway, yeah. So, um, obviously, we know, we know it's going to be tough Saturday. Um, but the lads give me their all tonight and... I suppose it was a cup final within itself, a local derby, and it always is. You know what I mean? So, um, but we're just we're just glad to win tonight, um, and then and then it's a, a final Saturday. Anything can happen in the final. The first half was was quite open, but I think you kind of turned the screw a bit in the second half. Yeah, I I, I thought we didn't play um, that well as well as we could have first half. A couple of couple or three or four of them got told that, and I think the second half they um, they stood up for me really. I think we limited and we, we, they didn't have a shot second half. And I think once we got a bit more composure on the ball and started moving it around, I thought we got a grip of the game to be honest. We didn't have a great view of the goal from where I was. It looked like yeah. it sort of went through the body and under the yeah. keeper. It's it's one of them where you where you hit, you hit true, and yeah, as he's he's, he's uh, the keeper, has gone through the keeper. Yeah, to be honest with you. It's, it's a bit of an advantage for you, I suppose, because I guess tomorrow night you can go and watch yeah. who you're going to be playing. Yeah, we go and watch uh, watch the game. Uh, we can relax now. Um, yeah, go and go and watch him, take notes. But we, we obviously we've played both teams twice this season. Uh, got mixed results against both. We've beaten both, uh, Drew, and then obviously lost to Tooting Beck. So yeah, it'd be just nice to go there tomorrow night, knowing our job's done, and then we can relax and watch them. I guess you'll be hoping for extra time and as oh, green as it can yeah. be. <laughs> Six reds. <laughs> uh, but, you this time last year, this yeah. club wasn't even in this division. So no, that's that right. Yeah. Shows how far you've come in a short space. Oh of time. yeah, the, the people behind the scenes, uh, Lawrence Coppin, John Michelle, Adam Andy, I've just worked miracles here. Do you know what I mean? They've all played their part in getting us, getting the ground up as it is, and uh, you know a third place finish. Um, you know they've been nothing but supportive of the club and everything else. And it is it is more of a community club, but it's just you can just see tonight what you know we've been getting attendances on average about 150. You know what I mean the local community needs it. Um, as you're aware, I was at K Sports, but we never got much support down there. Obviously, fan base, but here I think it's just a sleeping giant. To be honest with you, obviously we played Snodland tonight. Snodland Town, they're a tang. Do you know what I mean? And uh, little Larkfield here with the potential we've got and everything else, I think it's just uh, we can just get bigger and bigger. But we're still pinching ourselves. We're in the playoffs. To be honest with you, do you know what I mean? So 500 here tonight. You're joking. 501, I think it was. Oh, but that was that's, you. That's you fanta- the one. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Fantastic attendance, yeah. and, and that does show what you've said there. Yeah. The potential. Yeah, the potential is massive, you know what I mean? For our first season, you know what I mean? We're, we're going to start looking to win, obviously, but, you know, we got to the Kent, uh, Kent Cups uh, semi-finals where we lost narrowly to Hollands and Blair. So the club is, is established and, and ready to go up, you know what I mean? So um, if it's this season, brilliant, but when there's a five-year plan we've got, which we'll put in place with the directors here and chairman, etc. So, um, so yeah, but it's just, these nights are just brilliant, do you know what I mean? So You, you look around your team, you've got some very experienced names yeah. that people will know, and I guess that's crucial in, in this sort of situation. Yeah, it's massive. It, it, they took a lot of enticing to come and play this level, because a lot of them have got, you know, other leagues to go and play in and things like that, do you know what I mean? So, um, to get them sort of experienced lads here from just getting promoted was, was, a, was a challenge for them, you know what I mean? They had to, I had to challenge them.
them and they had to come here and do it where they could have just swanned off and played other leagues or something like that so yeah to have the experience we've got is, is vital and, and obviously you see potential in this club going up into the next division be it this yeah. year or, or in the future yeah def- definitely promotion obviously if we get it this season brilliant that's what we're going for um, but then obviously next season if we don't then we'll rebuild for next season and we just keep keep going from there on in do you know what I mean so uh, and, and just keep going you know, I mean like we said we've got a five year plan uh, and that's to be a, a solid scaffold team you know what I mean and then obviously it's up to other people what they want to decide chairman directors things like that what they, how far they want to take the club you know what I mean So. and I guess you know from the time at K-Sports you know what the step up's like yeah you? I do yeah I um it, it, this league's been a tough league this season. Obviously, when I got promoted with K-Sports, um, I wouldn't say it was as tough as this. I think there was only three, three or four teams decent in in, the, in that level in that year. But this year, I think with the lockdown and then the money being spent in other, other leagues, the better players have dropped down a level and things like that, uh, less commitment. And it's made it, made it, you know, down to about 12th place. There's teams that can take points off each other this season, we found, you know what I mean? Plus, we had a target on our backs, being a new club and everything else and what went on and things like that, and, you know, so... So yeah, and obviously the, the final is we, we don't know where it's going to be, we don't no. know who it's going no, to be against, right, yeah, but true. you'll be prepared for it for a yeah, tough game. Of course we'll be we confident. Will. Yeah, we'll be confident going into it. Yeah, definitely. Why not? That's, I, we, I always just try to get that into them, the confidence and everything else. And then um, yeah, we, we, we give it a go. We'll be organised and we we give it an hell of a go. I mean, it's a great achievement for them, Matt. As I said to him there, this time last year, that club wasn't even in the scaffold. Now at the weekend, they've got a shot of getting into the Premier Division. A, an incredible effort. Lartford, is that near Maidstone way, is it? Yeah, just on the outskirts of, of, of Maidstone, sort of out towards uh, Aylesford sort of way. Yeah, it's yeah, the, yeah, the ground's yeah. almost right next to the M20. What, what, what was the ground, you know, you know, 501 there? That's a fantastic um, um, attendance. Um, what was the atmosphere like and the overall quality of the game? A bit nervy game from what it sounded in that, John. Yeah, it was a little... It, it wasn't the, the highest quality game uh, I've ever seen. The first half, I thought, was... Um, it was quite open. Uh, probably Larkfield looked the better side, but I thought Snodland had the opportunities. They got some really good balls into the box. Um, it looked like a good crowd. There was a big queue to get in. I, it was a 7.30 kickoff. I got there about oh, quarter past, and I only I missed the players coming in onto the pitch because I was still queuing outside to get in. And it, it felt like there was a good crowd, but you know, 501 is, is absolutely phenomenal. And and you heard the reaction of Chris Browning when I said to him, 500 people here, he couldn't believe it, could he? No, no, you're right. Again, it shows what you can do if you add to the community. I think that feel-good factor of, of a club there that you say wasn't in the scaffold, they brought the things together. And, and, and again, he's praising for all his, the people behind the scenes who work so hard there. And, you know, you know, 501, even if they'd lost, they'd be absolutely right. But winning as well, as they go on, on to Saturday and to get into the scaffold, a place like that, a town, it's not, it's not even a town, is it? So what would you class it as, Larkfield? Is it a village? It's not a village, is it? Is it I don't like, know, really. Yeah, it's, yeah, a it's, borough. It's a borough, I suppose, of Maidstone, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 you know, they've done really, really well. And, and obviously, you know, they've got some names that people will know. They've got some oh, really good experienced players that? in there. What were these names, John? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the names you're looking at, Matt, you've got Lewis Mingle. Um, Jake Beecroft, yeah. Brett Ince, Charlie Smith, uh, Hichan Akazan. Yeah, um, man, yeah. You know, players that have been around and, and people will know of. And, you know, 
I suppose you could look at it and, and as we're going to hear, you could look at it and say, well, you know, these players have, have been at this level before. So it's perhaps not the great underdog story that you might think it is. But still, to, to have brought a team together, be getting 500 people through the gates of a team that were in the Kent County League last year, it's, it's, it's a great achievement for, for everybody at the club. Oh, yeah, exactly. If, you know, if you're a person who runs a club at that level, you want to get to the highest level you can. And, you know, this could be the greatest moment for this club's history. They might lose at the weekend and then go again. But they've got that opportunity to be in a scaffold against the sides of Whitstable, Larkfield against Whitstable. Some people probably a few years ago would have absolutely laughed at that, but they've got that opportunity. And um, it, might, it might be a tough game for them, but they, they'll give it a chance. And they, they deserve to be in that position to do so. But yeah, fantastic. You know, if, you know, from, from a Whitstable point of view, they don't want to be playing Larkville, but they could well be next season. Yeah, we spoke to Chris Browning when he was manager at K Sports, so he's he's done it before at this level and, and taken a team up. And but I thought it was interesting there. We was kind of you know we're in the final. If we win it, we win it. But we've got a five year plan at this club, and and you know it's almost one of those where they're not going to do run before they can walk. Uh, and if they don't go up this weekend, I'm sure they'll be thinking, well, next season we're in a really good position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got the ground in there, the experience to do it. Looking on the paper, the, the other game, you you know, they're going to be underdogs. Um, but anything can happen. Like, again, a bit like you say, mentioned with Herne Bay, they've got momentum. They've got that buzz of that result against uh, last night and see if they can go away from there. But yeah, fantastic achievement. And again, you know, very level-headed person. You say, took K-Sports up, knows the level, knows what he can do for players knows the quality of the players he needs to attract and clearly he's managed to do so. Yes, of course, there had to be a loser uh, on Tuesday night. Unfortunately for Snodden Town, it was them. Here's their manager, Luke Walland. It's, it's mixed emotions, really, because done superb to get to where we were this year. Um, the club, obviously, getting them to where, I think, the highest position in the league, highest points. Um, we've gone on a lot of good runs. I don't ever think we've overachieved. Others would say, in a nice way, you might have done better than expected. I always go for as high as we possibly can and see where it takes us. So to get to this was amazing. To lose the goal the way we did, unfortunate. Um, and I don't think there was a lot in it apart from that, to be honest. It was a tight game, and to be honest, it looked like it was going to be a 1-0, 2-1 either way. Um, didn't see a lot in it to me. The first half was was quite open, wasn't it? I just said to Chris, like, I thought in the second half they maybe just showed their experience a little bit and, and, and turned the screw just a little bit. Yeah, um, I agree with it. To be honest, I said to the lads after, um, what they got to remember is that squad that's sitting there for Larkfield has been there, done it before. My squad might have two or three that might have been around the realms of it, but there's not 15, 16 of them. I've got boys that have come up from a league. I've got boys that, I mean, there's one that was playing for a reserve side that I was managed, when I was managing the first side. So... We've got a mixed bunch, but the one thing with the boys is they stick together. I think tonight you see it, they stuck together, they battle for each other. One goes, two goes, team effort. It's just one of those, wasn't it? Especially towards the end, you had a couple of moments where it just wouldn't drop for you, and it was just, it must be so frustrating. It's frustrating, yeah, definitely. They always say there's one more chance in it. I think we were about two minutes to go, it sort of bobbled around in the six yard box, and they had numbers in there. We had a few in there, obviously, trying to pile it, and it just didn't bounce right, didn't get to the right foot, unfortunately. As you just said, though, there, what an achievement for your for your team and your club this season. Yeah, it's, it's massive, if I'm honest. I, I got asked by Snodland a few years ago when I was at Staplehurst, obviously, because we didn't get promotion. Um, I turned it down, and then, obviously, with Staplehurst not getting the promotion, and the boys wanted to better themselves or test themselves. They kind of said, Luke, we'll stick with you if you go somewhere, as I've said before in the last one. They've stuck with me, and we've, we've done well. I said, it's the same mentality of changing room, the same morale in changing room that... 
lucky enough, I've been lucky enough to have since I've started management, and that brings that brings a lot of joy. And, and I think the thing is, is you know, that obviously they've just come up into this league. Effectively, so have you, because you've brought players from from the leagues below with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've bought a lot from below. I think they've probably got a few more from above, but yeah. Um, and, and I suppose now the, the, the challenge is you've got to pick, pick yourselves up and, and get ready to go again in August. Yeah, we've just had a bit of a chat in now. Um, maybe too soon to say it, maybe not. I'd like the same squad to work with. Um, obviously, every club wants to improve a few players. Manager wants to bring maybe a couple in. But we've got a great core. The base is there. It's ready to build on. And if everyone sticks with it, hopefully next season we can have a little bit more luck. And maybe expectation might be to be a bit higher in the league and maybe not worry about a playoff if there's one or, or, or do what we can do. And how have you found the, the setup at Snodden? I mean, we've come in 500 people tonight, quite a few of them were here to cheer your boys on as well. So it obviously shows you're building something. Yeah, um, the club's great. The, the people behind, behind the scenes, the chairman, the, the, the other guys that help out and have a, a big say in the club, they're not standing still. <laughs> it puts pressure on me, to be honest with you, because we've done well. Um, and they're talking about more improvements to the ground. Um, and extend the stand, a standing stand. There's a lot going on behind the scenes. And to be honest, it's, it's different for me. Um, they, they're wanting to carry on and they're wanting to build and they're wanting to grow. And one thing that I've, I've heard a lot re- repeated this, this week is that, and I think a lot of people understand it, a first team builds the morale of the, of the club, I suppose. Always go in the clubhouse, have a drink. Um, fans more fans turn up supporters turn up there's more of a buzz I think the squad's given that but to be honest it's not just done by the squad it's done by from the juniors up because they're all supporting us tapping hands as we walk into the changing room the, the youth have been there to watch there's just a great atmosphere around the club and hopefully we can build on the pitch as much as they're trying to do for us off the pitch so what did you do now do you have a few weeks off and then start thinking about next season or is it straight back into it to be honest I've, I've touched base already I want them there like I said I've said to them give us a few days because I don't like to stand still, so they'll get a break. Um, we'll probably look middle of June, second to last week of June, to get back going. And there's a lot of preparation and a lot of stuff to organise before there if, if we want to achieve as much as we can achieve next year. And, and even though you're disappointed tonight, you can really build on what you've done in the past, what, this season? Yeah, 100%. It's cutting because everyone wants to win, especially myself and the boys. And I think there's not a person out there that doesn't want to win every game. But we got as far as we got. We got to the playoffs. We held our own tonight. Luck of the green, etc. Yeah, we weren't quite there, but we, we give a good account of ourselves and it, it could have gone our way potentially. Well, you'd never even know the lights went out in the middle of that interview, would you? But as he said there, in many ways, their achievement is even better than that of their opponents. As a side untested at this level, finished fourth in the table. And do you know what? They gave it a really good go last night, Matt. Yeah, and what you said about the players, yeah, their players have come in who didn't think would, would be at that level. Got a team, he's got this team together again. I liked how he sort of mentioned that he spoke to the players at the final whistle and we'll, we'll go again next season. Don't get too down. We've achieved a lot this season. Uh, and from that, did they, did they think it, they deserved to maybe force extra time, John, or do you think the result was the right one? I think, as he said there, it, it just wouldn't fall for them. You know, they, they never really tested the goalkeeper. Uh, they'll be disappointed with the goal that they conceded. But as I said to both managers, I thought the first half was wide open, but in the second half, Larkfield, with their experience, just turned the screw a little bit. Uh, but, you know, Stodden Town, fantastic achievement for them. And, and we spoke to Luke when he was appointed, left Staplehurst, didn't he, and, and gone up there because he wanted to to test himself at this level. And he's proved himself to be a good manager at this level and his players have proved that they can cut it at this level. And, and I think, you know, if they can build and, and he's talking about how everything at the club is, is, is going in the right direction, I think that's really, really a thing. And Snodland as a town, 
I'm sure Snodden can support a, a club in the Skeppel Premier Division. Yeah, I think they probably can if they've got the infrastructure right. Clearly, um, the manager's come in, as you mentioned, wants to do it. Again, he, he wouldn't have seen the, he'd have seen the, what the club could achieve getting into the Skeffel. Skeffel, as we know, is a, is a very good quality division and he knows how to attract players and build players together from there. And again, make it part of the community. And shame they've missed out there, but they've had a good season again. And again, if, if you get these sides at the top and the bottom, if they don't make the playoffs, they're going to be the ones that will look to uh, go again next season to be if they want to get back into it. So interesting times ahead. Again, will they have a good enough season like before? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it's one of those. Everyone's going to be ambitious uh, come August, but I just, I just got a feeling that they, you know, they're they're quite level-headed, Scotland, and I think that they that they can, if if they're doing everything the right way off the pitch as well, uh, I think that they could really uh, do something special next season. So we'll have to keep a close eye uh, on that one. Would, uh, the other... would, would their ground be okay, John? Would they have to do anything for the ground if they can get up? Do you think? Do you think you know? They might need a couple more okay? seats. They might need a few more seats, but. Yeah. I thought the facilities were fine. You know, they're ample parking for 500 people to turn up. Um, and, and, you know, ground grading is something that's been in the news uh, quite a bit in non-league circles over the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah, teams have been relegated over it and everything. And I have a bit of a, you know, I, I understand the need for ground grading regulations, but I think sometimes they're a bit harsh, you know. I think sometimes they're a little bit much. Uh, and you've got teams who get really penalised for... for you know, small things, and you know, as long as, as far as I'm concerned, as long as the, the the ground is safe and up to the up to the standard that it will cope with in terms of the numbers, then do we need to make such a fuss about ground grading over perimeter fences and and the correct number of seats? I, I just don't know. No, again, always been a sore subject for me the ground grading. Again, if you say if it's safe, um, and you know the tendencies these sides will get, I think it could be um. Perfectly, but again, there seems to be it keeps somebody in a job at the FA probably. Yes, uh, it looks in all likelihood uh, that it will be Sutton Athletic uh, who are the opponents for Larkfield this weekend on Saturday. Uh, Sutton currently 3-0 up in that game against Tooting back the other semi-final. Uh, so it will be Sutton against Larkfield in Saturday's final. Uh, let's stick with the scaffold then where the champions were confirmed on Saturday. And as I've been expected going into the final round of fixtures, it was Sheppard United who got their hands on the silverware. It wasn't quite the goal glut some had anticipated, but Warren Mafula grabbed a hat-trick to secure a 3-0 win over bottom of the table Tower Hamlets. Congratulations to them and, and well done too to Chatham Town, who finished with 100 points, a goal difference of plus 102 and still finished second. Two brilliant teams, Matt, almost impossible to separate them and both would have been worthy winners of the title. Yeah, um, absolutely fantastic. Scoring 226 goals between them, um, only conceding 45. Um, we thought at the start of the season they were going to be the, the teams to to watch out for, and they've just been a juggernaut, haven't they? All season, um, Sheppard. You know, I didn't think Tower Hamlets would cause. To be fair, I thought they did better than they were going to do against um, Sheppy, but Sheppy saw it through. Warren Mafula, absolute machine. He's got some hat tricks this season as well. Again, he went to the um, Conference South, I think, with Dartford. Scored a couple of goals, but didn't work out. But good player at that level, a finisher. And I'm I'm sure both will be hoping that they can be top ten and maybe even a little bit higher in the um in the Isthmian Pre- South East Division next season. What will they'll do? They'll bring a lot of fans for clubs, so it only strengthens that division. So and I'm sure they'll be looking to maybe strengthen their squads as well over the summer with players uh, who are aware of that level. But they've got a lot of players who know that level. So 
I can't. I cannot see them struggling. To be fair. No, I think both of them will be uh, knocking around the top half. But there was still a matter to be decided at the foot of the Scaffold Premier Division table uh, on Saturday as well. Rustle and Lawswood were not just slugging it out with each other to not finish second bottom, but their survival hopes all depended on what happened in the Essex Senior League. There were 81 possible permutations of results involving our two clubs and Essex pair St Margaretsbury and Saw Bridgeworth. Had both Russell and Norswood won, their survival was guaranteed. But in the end, both drew. So it was all eyes on Essex, where Sawbridgeworth came from behind to win. But St Margaretsbury lost 6-1. There were only five of the 81 permutations that ended with St Margaretsbury going down. But that, I'm sorry for them, is exactly what happened. I was on my way somewhere else when I actually decided, no, I'm going to call in on Lawswood against Holmesdale on Saturday. So I had a front row seat for a nervy old afternoon at Martin Grove. In the end, a penalty from Dominic Winter-Stevens in stoppage time earned the Lords their point. And if you're in the Lordswood area, I'm pretty sure you would have heard that massive sigh of relief. After the game, I spoke to both manager and goal scorer. So here they are. First, Richard Dimmock and then that man, Winter-Stevens. Still haven't got over it yet. Absolutely like a nervous wreck for the last five, ten minutes. Unbelievable. How was it for you? Did, did you know what was going on in the other games or, did, or were you just focusing on everything that was going in front of you? No, I was just focusing on our game and our game only. I didn't know what the Rustle score was. I didn't know what the other scores were. I just wanted, as soon as we got that penalty, I just went four up top. I wanted to go over the win. And then everyone's shouting at me, no, well, it's, we're safe, we're safe. I said, oh, so I've had a pop going forward, forward back. And I said, well, what's going on? What's going on? So, um, but no, everyone told me we were safe, so I just pushed the, went defensive and held out for the draw. Have you ever been involved in anything like that, where a result that's happened in Essex has, has determined your fate? No, no, I never have. Never have done in my life. Um, to be honest, when this point for the game thing come in, I, I, I didn't want to know about it. I just wanted to try and do the job properly and try and push us on. And the boys are celebrating now in the background, as you can hear. But um, no, I wanted to try and do it the proper way. Um, maybe if I come in a month or two months before, I could have had a good real crack at it. But in the three months I've been here, the boys have given me their all second half. I can't ask for much more. and. We've ended up with uh, 24 points and I've come in on eight points. So if I've come in a month earlier, you never know what could have happened. So I was just about to say, Chelsea, I mean, you, you've done fantastically since since you came in. I think when we spoke on the phone a few months ago, it still was looking yeah. pretty bleak. But, you know, to, to do what you've done, as you say, finish on 24 points, it, it, it's a great achievement. It is. It's massive. I've just said that to the boys. I said, you've got to hold your heads up. I said... You've believed in what we wanted to do when we brought you in at the club. Um, you've all taken it on board. We've Week after week, we've told you to believe in what we're doing. And they have. And I just I just got it. We, we weren't in a month or two months before, to be honest. Because I, I know for a fact we could have ended up. I could have got us out of that bottom three. The game itself today, it was it was a it was quite a bright start really, and then he sort of fell was, behind, and, and it was hard to get back into it, wasn't it? We tried to, we tried probably my fault first half. Was I tried a different system. It's a system I used to play when I was manager at Wellington. Um, so I thought, oh, see if the boys can adapt to it, and they couldn't. So I changed it again at half time, um, and then started off well second half, and. Um, we kept pushing, kept pushing. We eventually got the penalty. 
and since we got the penalty, we had two or three really good ch- chances after that. And oh, and that's when the art was going, panicking, thinking, oh, is it ever going to go in? And then everyone in the crowd saying, look, stop panicking, stop panicking. And then I heard the result from the Essex game. Um, so I just pulled everyone back in and held out for the draw. And uh, some penalty as well, wasn't it? Balls of steel, I suppose, at, in, at that stage. If you really want the honest truth, <laughs> I didn't look. First time in my life, I've never watched a penalty go in. But, I mean, great, great credit to him for, for taking oh, it. Oh, massively, massively. He's, he's got to have some nerve to step up. Last minute of the game. <laughs> but, um, no, nah, from what I hear, it was a good penalty. Keeper got hands to it, but demo. too powerful. <laughs> um, the, the big thing for you was was staying up, and now you, you're going to get a, a crack at it with the full season next season. Exactly, and I'm looking forward to that because then I can bring in a few more players that I'll try to get in, in, in when I first come in that I couldn't get. So I could probably bring them in, have a really good pre-season, get set plays and get patterns of plays sorted. So yeah, it'd be nice to have a good crack at it next year. Now the chairman's next, standing next to you. So what are your ambitions for, for, for next season? Where I'd, realistically I'd, can you take this my team? My personal Playoff. opinion, I'd like to be up there, challenging. I really do. Um, Where's the part? Straight across. There's the four or five that I want to bring in. And we're just setting up an under-23s. And... The people that I'm bringing in to manage that, I know them very well, coming from VCD. So we'll have some good youth coming through. We've just got a new under-13 side set up as well for next year. And God, they were ball boys today, but some of them are bigger than me. <laughs> so the club's look, looking for the future. I think we're going to have a good future at the club. Um, but yeah, my, my my main aim for next season is to have a good crack at it. It was all a bit of a blur, to be fair. I think... I just said to myself, if I just get on target with a bit of power, it's going to end back in the net. Um, and when I went the right side and the keeper went the right way, I thought, Jesus Christ, he's got an hand to his. But, um, yeah, no, glad, glad to get the goal and, you know, do what we needed to do to, to, to stay up. You knew obviously it was a big moment when, when you're stepping up there, knowing that, you know, it's, it's a chance to stay up. And... Yeah, 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 100%. Um, I've been confident lately, obviously, I've been scoring quite a few goals lately, so... I've been quite confident and usually our penalty taker that would take it was on the bench so I thought why not Just take a minute before at previous clubs yeah but not this season at all so it's the first one really I thought you know just, just what can you do just hit it and hope and it goes in back and, in and lucky enough it did so yeah absolute I mean, elation for, for you and everyone you can hear the celebrations of everyone's delighted yeah 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 I think it's <laughs> it's been it's been a crazy couple of months obviously a whole change of management a new squad coming in um, and it's been a bumpy road it's been up and down you know it's been a lot of emotions um, but we always knew coming in that we could you know we could do something special here and yeah we've done it you know it's it's like all that hard work that we've done on, you know, on the pitch and, and training and you know, the coaching and everything that goes with it. To finally all come together to the last day, yeah, it's, it's an amazing feeling. The Gaffer's done a great job, hasn't he? I think you were on eight points when he came in. You finished on 24. That shows that he's really done something. He's really sort of geared you up going in the right direction. Yeah, 100%. I think for me personally um, and the rest of the boys as well, when they came in, I think the Gaffer had a, a play style and he was, he was, it was set on it um, and it didn't work. 
we changed it again and that's what good managers do they know how to change change it up um, and the coaching staff have been unreal and like you said eight points I think a lot of people would have wrote us off um, to, so to go on to where we are now it's, it's an amazing feeling it's an amazing feeling and I guess this is just a start for Lawswood isn't it because you, you, you see today you've got young players coming in as well and, and everything like that and the gaffer's talking about looking at the, at the other end of the table next year yeah 100% I think the quality that we have here we shows that we're not a bottom three side at all um, and some of the younger the, the younger players that's come through through the, the reserves have been unreal uh, Jack you see that he came on the second half he's an unreal player um, and he's definitely one for the future and yeah I think you know now that the season's come to an end it's time to about rebuilding and, and looking forward to next season and, and being in that you know the upper end of the table because we deserve to be there 100% Was it nervy? Did you feel the, the tension? Because of course I was at a game and looking at the, th- the scores and thought oh they're both drawn well, that's not going to be good. But then I found out that St. Margaret's... How did it work out? You know, the, the days of you people not finding out till about half an hour after the pitch has all gone. I presume phones were involved in all sorts, was it? Well, yeah, I mean, I was keeping a close eye on, on, on the scores from elsewhere because obviously it was, uh, you know, we were all looking and I was chatting to someone from Lordswood and we were trying to work out what was going on. Uh, and we we struggled to keep hold of the Saw Bridgeworth score and uh, they went behind, we found... And then they bounced back and hit these goals. But St. Margaretsbury were losing heavily. So it became quite clear when that was the case that it didn't matter what happened. As St. Margaretsbury were losing, a point was enough for Lordswood. Um, so, you know, but it, it just wouldn't come for them. They they were snatching at chances and they were, you know, it was, they were near misses all over the place. Chances just going wide, penalty appeals. And then in stoppage time, they get this penalty. And, and, and Winter Stevens there, he, he was cool after the match but he was even cooler during it I thought he, you know he just well balls of steel as far as I'm concerned to, to stand up and, and stick that penalty away when he hadn't taken a penalty all season absolutely incredible from him if you were a footballer would you have taken that would you have been jumping to the top of the list to take it did he yeah, I'll, I'll stop my hand up yeah exactly and was it a good and again the sigh of relief as well when it, when it happened was it when he put the ball in the back of the net what was yeah, the celebrations like? Oh, yeah, the celebrations were, were, were big. I mean, I recorded the, the penalty and put it on Twitter. And uh, you can hear people screaming as the ball goes in. And as you heard Richard Dimmick say there, he didn't even watch the penalty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was so nervous. So I made sure that after the interview, I actually said to him, do you want to see it then? And so he watched it and he was like, oh, God, that was a brilliant penalty, wasn't it? And, and, and <laughs> you know, it was wonders the technology because he wouldn't have seen it otherwise. It wasn't for, yeah. for all of that. But, you know, it was, it was a, a really, really good penalty. It, you know, the ball sort of, bounced about we there was a little bit of what's that being given for but uh in the end I think you know no one actually cared how the penalty was given as, as long as it went in the back of the net and, and there was still some confusion as Richard Dimmock said there you know he he wasn't sure if they still needed to win but people were saying no no you're fine now you're fine now and you've got to say what a job he's done he, he said it Dom said it as well at eight points when he came in and that they've managed to to stay up OK, granted, they've stayed up on, on points per game, but 16 points he's, he's accumulated in his time there. And, and, and that's a fantastic effort from him. And again, like everybody else, they'll be looking at it thinking, well, you know, we're not going to do that again next season. So how high can we go? Right. I liked his um, confidence. He said that if I'd have been there a bit longer, we'd have definitely more than 16 points. Clearly, defensively was an issue. They conceded a lot of goals. Um He's an experienced man who knows this level of play. I'm sure he's got his phone going red hot, trying to bring players in to achieve that. And the consensus being, we all know that next season, the scaffold is going to be an open league. And everybody at this moment in time, at the end of um, 
at the beginning or the end of April thinks they've got a good chance of being involved in it. So um, confidence is high. They've got out of it. And the most important thing is make sure we're not in there again next season. So um, forget, enjoy the moment and move on. And then hopefully um, you can enjoy next season when you can get some more uh, uh, new players in you, you fancy in your, those positions. Yeah, lovely hospitality uh, afforded to me at Lordswood as well. So thank you to everybody there as well. And, and they're a club who they belong in the scaffold, I, I think, Lordswood. I think they're a scaffold club, but it is tough for them to to compete to get people in in that sort of area, isn't it? 130 was the crowd. 132 was the crowd on Saturday. Uh, and But, you know, you've got they're, they're in the same pool as Gillingham, Chatham, Hollands and Blair and everything like that. So, you know, and it, and it is hard for them to to attract people to come and watch them. But I suppose it's like anything else. If they start winning games of football regularly, then people will turn up. Yeah, I suppose the success of Chatham may have, may have lost a few supporters to those um, seeing the success there. But again, people will come if you've got a, an exciting team who win football matches because people want to see be um, linked with success. And I'm sure Richard Dimmock will be working hard to make sure that they don't have the issues next season. So, um, again, they might be able to pick up some of the players who, um, maybe the Chatham players, if they want to, don't want to go up or, you know, don't cut it at the level, they might be able to pick players up. But I'm sure he'll be um, scouted around. Yes, for opponents, Holmesdale, it was a draw to end their first season since promotion in 12th place. I also spoke to their manager, Lee Roots, after the game. Yeah, to, to concede last minute, last kick of the season, it's not like we can bring them in and, and, and break it down as to why uh, it ends uh, at 90 minutes. Yeah, I, I think actually on, on, on reflection of the play, they do quite enough in the second half to probably get that. Um, I think that, yeah, there was a moment where we were totally in the ascendancy of the game and we should be putting the game to bed. But that's been the problem with our team all season. Um, we've got the third best away defence in the league. The only team's better than us is Chatham and Sheppey. So we know we don't concede many goals at home. But, yeah, frustrating. And, and like I said, we, we don't have any issues with Lawswood here. So if it's all worked out in, in the hole, they've got a couple of my ex-players. I suppose that you can be happy in that regard. But for me, um, yeah, we've, we've finished the season unbeaten and that's something to take. But I'd like to have, have seen the win out, for sure. It was, it was one of those, wasn't it? I mean, you got the goal and... and and it was quite a well-worked goal and you've got some good movement on front and everything as well. So, you know, you, you, you've shown what you're about today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, we, we've been through a massive transition as a, as a, as a squad, um, which you hear from every manager you talk to. But we've had sort of certain players we've been relying on for, for many years, um, big players that we've moved on. And, you know, the striker Leicester up front, you know, it's his fourth or fifth game for the club. Um, Clyde, you know, they're all very new at this level. And, and I thought it was a fantastic goal, a goal we could have been scoring every week um, and, and a lovely bit of quality. And that's the lad's first goal of the season as well so for that it was, it was nice and then at that point there I felt that, that the only thing that lacked was the second and third goal that we probably deserved but a really nice goal yeah uh, you, you finished 12th but if I'd said to you at the start of the season you're going to finish 12th would you have taken that yeah yeah we'd have bit the hand off I, I think obviously where, where we've come the last couple of years we've been quite successful so you know we've only lost like four games since we've been in charge before this season so it was going to be a, a change of culture dealing with those moments where we're used to being the better side and it's not the not the same at this level at the budget we were spending last year we were almost one of the biggest budgets and we've got the same budget and we're the smallest budget in the league so it's like going from infant school to secondary school um, but like I say there's a lot we can we can take pride in we've lost two one nils to Sheppey which we, we, we're proud of um, Chatham we've played twice had to do it with ten men both times and we've learned from that 
Um, we've, we've had some great nights. We've beaten Glebe, beaten Tunbridge. So, yeah, we'd have taken, we'd have, we'd have beat your hands off. We'd like to have got to 50 points a day. That was a target of ours. We'd like to have broke the top 10. But this club's never finished higher than 14th, never higher than 44 points. Um, we've set the target uh, record for the least goals against. So, yeah, if you're asking me all of that, I would have taken it with a group that's learning. And I think for us, uh, 12th, if you take away the top two now, almost leaves us 10th, then there's lots of scope to go and improve. It's been tough, hasn't it, the last couple of years? I mean, at least we're standing here on the final day of the season and the season's finished. It's, uh, has it happened? It's <laughs> over. Um, yeah, I said that to the lads, you know. Uh, we've been here a long time and, and it's been a long time since we've had a, that moment of finishing the season. Uh, the last time it happened for me, which was now three years ago, it was a non-entity game. We won it 4-0. We had no one there. Uh, whereas this was never going to be that way. It was always going to maybe have a, a cup final feel. So we said to the lads that they deserved, they don't the right to be in a game where um, there was going to be no pressure on them, but you're going to maybe play in a game where there's going to be pressure on the other side. Um, so, yeah, so, so like I say, it's, it's all learning curves, but it's, it's, it's a harsh experience in this league. And when you're going away and, you know, at our ground, we don't get a huge following. And then you go away to deal in front of 550. And it's a lot to deal with it in that regard and, and different dynamics. So, yeah, so, so we're excited for next year. And the fact that we've stabilised the club, a lot of people tipped us relegation um, so we'll take that yeah, you've obviously learned a lot and I guess your players have learned a lot this season yeah and we've given a lot of opportunities a lot of these youngsters haven't played they've learned a lot we've learned the staff um, we've learned as a club um, it's the first time that the club's moving forward in, in a way that we pay players in the way we do and stuff like that um, and the last time I think they were here the last two years we conceded 90 goals and 114 in two different seasons so yeah, to, to, to come out of it with 50-plus goals against or whatever, at this level, your money is spent with your attackers. And that's where you win and lose, obviously, games as well. So, um, yeah, it's a fantastic learning curve. And a lot of these players, hopefully, will get moves on. A lot of them will stay and build. Um, we're bringing in some new staff members that will bring in an influx of players. So it's given us a base to build. And that was always the, the plan this season. If we'd have been pushing around the promotion spots, I don't think my club would have ever applied for them, John. So <laughs> do you get what I mean? So I feel like we probably, the leagues don't lie. So I, I think we could have done maybe one or two spaces better, but we're quite happy with it, yeah. So what do you do now? A few weeks off or are you already, already looking it doesn't, ahead? Yeah, it depends. Different aspect. As a player, yeah. As a, as a manager, not so much. I, I, you need it. Um, for me, we, we brought them in at the start of April, which was like a mini COVID period when we come off the COVID. So we had like a voluntary two-month period. So I've not missed a session or a game for two, for two days a week since the start of April, which doesn't happen in the season. It normally lasts nine months. So this has felt quite long and um, so definitely have a couple of weeks off get away with the kids um, try and see the kids a little bit and then and then but for us the recruitment's already started started this week you're talking with the players you're building you're talking about your pre-season games the structure of the club so we'll try to switch off but um, it's so ingrained in our lives as you know and I listen to your podcast all the time it's it's staying busy and staying ready so I think for me I could find something to do every day with it but I am going to try to have at least 10 14 days off but I doubt I'll get given it uh, and what's the what's the ambitions for next season uh, of course it's got to align with the club for me I'm very ambitious um, I, I, I still want to go and manage on as high as I can I'm proud of the work we've done here um, the, 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 the ambition would be to, to go and challenge with more for more honours in, in maybe some of the cups and, and the cup runs um, see you up there yeah and try to push for better positions in regards to the league um, to, if you could become a I think anyone that finishes in the top six of this league or, or a top side and can, can be happy in that fact around the Kent area and I think that would be the next challenge for this club to try and break into that and there's some fantastic teams that would be competing to go in there and even if you look at my friends at Punjab you know they'll want to go and push on this year and there's a lot of clubs beneath us that will want to have that same ambition so I think it's got to match mine and mine's got to match the clubs and I want to 
be as competitive as I can be. We wouldn't want to lose nowhere near as many games as we've had this year. But that comes down to the resources we've got. And unfortunately, this year we've been limited. I understand it. But I would like as much resource as I can. And then we can really push on. And obviously, Sheppard and Chatham are both been exceptional. They've travelled in great numbers. Oh. But for the league itself, what what a competition. Because right now, I'd imagine every single club is sitting there thinking, we can win the shout. Exactly. Week. Yeah, it, it changes the makeup uh, A little bit of, like us when we came up with Kennington and Russell, it changed the makeup of the league below. Stansfield then go and win the league. Um, yeah, it, it gives that new uh, optimism, um, the motivation for clubs. Um, there's no there's no transfer value. There's no transfer market at this level. So what someone values a player to what someone else does, it, how you spend. I find uh, you could have all the money in the world but if you're not spending it correctly. So, um, yeah, it opens it up and it could be really, really exciting for a good four or five clubs. And you look at big clubs like Tunbridge Wells, who I think probably have underperformed this year in regards to league finish, although they've had some fantastic cup runs. So I think they would be then targeting the league. Do you get what I mean? Deal Town would want to improve. Glebe have had their best ever season. Um, how they better that? So, yeah, so I think for someone like us, we could be a bit of an underdog and go under the radar a little bit. But um, we'll work very diligently and... and, and we, we will see where it takes us. Excellent chat, that, Matt. You, you always get brownie points to mention that you listen to the show when you're being interviewed. <laughs> and, a, and a job well done for them this season, I'd say. Yeah, I finished, what, 12th place? 54 goals conceded. It's not a bad effort in this league. I only scored 51. Again, slap bang, you probably say near enough in the middle of the table. Um, a good season. They'll try and regroup, go again. Did he, did he think they could be up there again? I, I'm sure they can, but again, I think they're more of a side that can... Just be a little bit of a, a pain to the other sides, try and attract some players in um, and go again. Difficult job. You know, again, I'd love to know sort of some of the background of who these people are. Probably might have played the game, young coaches, managing a team at this level. You know, probably there's not much gain. It's just for the love of the game, not much financial. There must be a lot of hard work, as he said. They might have a couple of weeks off, but we'll settle down and then look to go again. So, yeah. It's a labour of love, but it's again, it's the addiction of football for these people. And um, yeah, a good season for them. A good season for them. When we at the start of the season, we, you know, they weren't one of the sides that I thought would be up there, but a solid season. And they've got foundations because if you only score, concede 54 goals in the scaffold in 38 games, you know, you're halfway there. Defensively, that's a good record. Yeah, and I think you touched on a good point there when you said, you know, about how he's not missed anything. You know, it does show the commitment oh. that people put in. You know, he said, basically, I've been doing two training sessions and matches yeah. for, for a full year without any time off. And and it does just show that, you know, we're, we're so lucky to have people who are prepared to to give their time up to, to manage and, and coach these clubs, aren't we? Yeah, I, I, I would have thought, you know, it is, you know, the thing is, you know, the people who watch Premier League football think, don't know the levels of these. These players are training twice a week, making sure organisation, making players are there. It's it is a hard, hard job, um, but it's the love of a love of football. And there's a lot of people out there. And again, I bet you know this Saturday well, you haven't got a game. Give it a couple of weeks, it'll be absolutely itching to get back. I'm sure. I'm absolutely convinced. So, yeah, fantastic and good luck for him and uh, where he can go for next season. Yes, let's go through all of the final day results. Then Hollands and Blair, two on winners at Lordswood. Three first half goals set Canterbury on the way to a 3 2 win over Punjab United. And more than 600 people saw Deal end with a 3 0 triumph over Crowborough. Chatham won 2 1 at Erith Town. 
K-Sports lost 6-2 at Fisher. Glebe and Kennington drew 1 all. We've already heard all about Lordswood's 1-1 draw with Homesdale. It ended Rustall 4, Irith and Belvedere 4. Sheppey beat Tower Hamlets 3-0 and it was Wellingtown 4, Tunbridge Wells 2. Uh, just the one fixture at that level this week on Monday when Sheppey United meet Crober in the Skeppel Challenge Cup final. Potential oddity there as it seems likely that whoever wins it may not be in the Skeffel next week to try and retain the cup. While the Ites are on their way up, it looks likely that Crober will be shifted across into the Southern Combination League when the leagues are confirmed in the coming week. Sheppey, of course, could seal a quadruple of trophies if they win that game, which is being played at Chatham Town. And, and I guess, Matt, it's already been a season beyond their wildest dreams, but that would just finish it off, wouldn't it? Yeah, what a season that would be for them. <laughs> so is, is anybody else going? Is just Crober is likely to go, is it? Must be, probably. Yeah, it looks like it. It looks like because there's teams coming up and, and everything like that and, and a couple of teams coming down and, and it looks like someone's going to have to be shifted across and obviously Crowborough uh, are the logical choice. So it'll all be confirmed in, in the coming weeks, but it does look likely that may be the case. Well, uh, I, one... I would have thought, Sheppy, force, for, yeah, what a season that will go down in history, wouldn't it? For, for the competition they win, they win every single one, win the same cup twice. Score 104 goals, yeah, fantastic season for them. And yeah, I'm interested to see how they go on next season and what they do with, with the squad. For both them and Chatham, I'd love to, interested to see what their lineup will be the first game of the season. Will they stick with the players they've got? Or will yeah, they've got good crowds, probably got a good budget? Will they look to um, strengthen the side? So yeah, I expect Sheppy to put Crowber to the sword at, at Chatham on Monday. One more bit of scaffold news that comes from Glebe, where their interim managers Dan Hogan and Adam Fleming left after their last game of the season, quickly replaced by Luke Rooney. He's been in charge at Irith and Belvedere at the end of the campaign. But now the former Gillingham winger gets the chance to shape his own team at Foxbury Avenue next season. Interesting appointment, that one, Matt. Yeah, oh, Rooney, was he late 20s? I think we said before. He was an agent in the game. Glebe, we had the Glebe chairman on. He was a very um, you know, ambitious, wasn't he? Will they be what they'll be up the favourites, of course, put 81 points on the board last season. So Rooney's gone in there. He wouldn't have thought of class him as a as a managerial type, but maybe he's he's enjoyed it, Erith, and wants to go at Glee, but I'm sure he'll be well back there. He's 31, Luke Rooney. 31, so, so, yeah, so, yeah. Maybe I maybe I'm maybe the older I get, the younger I think people are. But they, what, yeah, you know, he was the big thing a few years ago, wasn't he? So but I think he's an agent now. Probably, he can probably attract players. I don't know if he'll still continue to play himself. I don't know if he has been playing. But again, a young manager learning his corn, maybe go up higher up the leagues if he, if he does a good job. Yeah, staying at step five and Beckenham beat Camberley 3-0 on Saturday to win the Combined Counties League Division 1 South. Uh, congratulations to the management and the co- and the players uh, for a fantastic season. It looks now that because of the relegations above, they are likely to get their wish as well and be in the Eastman League South East next season. Uh, sadly, though, a lot of what's gone on there was overshadowed by a video which emerged last week in which someone believed to be connected to the club makes a racist comment. The club say they strongly condemn all forms of racism, discrimination and abuse and that they are fully cooperating with the London FA investigation into the abhorrent incident. Uh, as I said last week, I was planning to go there on Saturday, but you know what? After all that, it, it just didn't feel right. Uh, I hope that the perpetrator is identified and strongly dealt with because there's no place for it at all in the game. And, and the hard work of so many at that club, both on and off the pitch, may have been irreparably damaged by this. And I I don't want to get into it too much, but I just felt sad about it all. Really sad. Yeah, I thought they'd done a, um, you know, you know, they, social media has been good this season and it came out from that game. Uh, yeah, uh, you showed me the video and it's, there's no need for that. And it's a shame what Beckham and 
they'll have to do some work now to try and um, try and get their reputation back in when they go into the other league. So a good season, a hard season for them. And unfortunately, we're talking about incidents like that, which we shouldn't be talking about and not the success they've had on the field. Yeah, so let's run through the final day results in Scaffold Division 1 with Faversham Strikeforce beat Brighton Ropes 2-1. Greenway scored late on to get a point against champion Stansfeld. Kempfield United won 2-1 at Lewisham Borough. Larkford and New Hyde beat Lid 3-2. Miriam VP overcame Croydon 3-1. There were hat-tricks for both Danny Edwards and Tim Beckford as SC Timsley beat Chesnock at 7-2. A second-minute goal was enough for FC Elmstead to win the Staples Monarchs. Sutton Athletic beat Snodden 3-0. Tooting Beck secured their playoff place despite defeat to Forest Hill Park. And Ross United lost out 3-2 at Westside. 36 goals in that division on the final day. The Scaffold Division 1 has been rip-roaring entertainment all the way through, hasn't it? <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Um, goals galore. Interesting to see again with the sides going up from there. My mate Lidtown. Um, good goals, Bradley. See um, from there. Faversham strike force. I think they're playing somewhere they playing next season they moved to somewhere they moved to Faversham's ground Faversham yeah they moved to Faversham yep so yep um yeah again it's it's building foundations these clubs we've had the clubs on earlier so clubs want to be in the scaffold um if you get the foundations right I'm sure Faversham Strikeforce would like to do things like that as well to get in that division yeah yeah it's a it's a good division and a good grounding for uh, players there I don't know a lot of from a Dover point of view they've had a few of their academy boys going into that division and playing men's football, it's a, I think it's it's regarded as a as a decent level to learn your learn your trade as well as a young man. Yes, up to this Mid League South East now, or rather down, as the case sadly was for two Kent sides. Uh, we said last week it was worst case scenario for Lansing to win at Whitstable, Phoenix to lose to Herne Bay, and both of our clean boys go down. But sadly, that was the case. Lansing aren't out of the woods yet, though. Their third bottom finish means they have to play New Haven in a playoff this weekend. Many may not be that bothered about the outcome of that, but all I'm going to say is that one of those places is a lot nearer to my house than the other. Uh, but Matt, disappointment, devastation for both Whitstable and Phoenix to, to, to go down on the final day. Yeah, for Whitstable, it was always going to be tough. They had to beat Lansing, didn't they? Um, the 6-1 game maybe took a, a bit out of them. I see Scott Doe, I don't know if he played against Ramsgate before, but you know, the key defender scored a goal when they won the game. He couldn't play because he was on BT Sport in that one. So, yeah, the perils of non-league football um, from there. Yeah, I don't know if Andy Drury is going to take the job. Um, he was very confident when we spoke to him. I didn't think about the scaffold there. But, of course, he has played for the scaffold. At, well, he's played down at that level before, has he? But for a long time, will he take the job? But Whitstable, how many years have they been in there? You, you, you class them as a... It's been South East Division Club, but it just... It's not been that bothered. long, because they, they got promoted in back into the Isthmian League in yeah. our first season of doing this podcast. Right. So it's only been four years. Yeah, so, yeah. It, um, yeah, yeah, it just it just hasn't really worked out for them. And they've been a bit of a yo-yo club. Um, it's a good club as well. Um, people involved, but they'll have to really... I presume they're going to be classed as the favourites if they can keep the, the squad they've got there uh, and look to go again, but... A disappointing season. Let's hope Andy Drury, who's one of the good guys who I think um, wants to learn his trade, um, he can uh, take the job. I'm sure he'll be interested with it because he wants to be a manager for what he said before. Yeah, it's, it, it will be interesting to see what happens with the squad. If some of the players may want to stay at, the, at that level as well. I'm sure some of them, there'll definitely be some takers for as well. But Andy Drury, I, I, read, I saw an interview with him after the game where he basically said, you know, Perhaps it was just too much to do when I came in. You know, the damage was done before he arrived. Uh, he got them closer than perhaps some people thought they would. Yeah. But ultimately, it's back to the scaffold for Whitswood. And, and Phoenix Sports as well. I mean, they had a, 
a rancid start to the season and they brought Steve O'Boyle in uh, and he did a great job uh, again to, to even get them close and then just at the end you know they had a couple of slip-ups late on and and it's, it's not worked out for them but I'm sure if they can if Steve's still got the desire uh, to stay on there they'll be a force again in the scaffold because I just think they're they're going to be a hard team to beat. Yeah, when we had him on, I think we had him on and the results sort of turned around and he seemed pretty confident he can get out of it. Hasn't done again. Um, yeah, again, experienced manager at these levels. Um, I'm sure he'll be looking to bounce back and I think both clubs, Phoenix and Wichita, will have a point to prove um, in what we're led to believe could be a very wide open scaffold next season. They'll be the sides that people will want to beat, Whitstable going to Phoenix and sports. So they'll be the, the bigger sides and uh, interesting to see how they get on. But I'm sure if they're, if they're managed correctly, keep the management, keep the structures, they'll be, they'll be up there looking to bounce back. Yeah, the results on the final day of the Ismail South East. Ashford 1, Whitehawk 2. Uh, Ramsgate 2 0 winners at Chichester. Cray Valley PM lost at home to Faversham Town. Uh, Seven Oaks had a fantastic result, winning 2 1 at the Champions Hastings. VCD 1 2 1 at Hayward Teeth. Almost everyone at the top lost, uh, apart from Herne Bay, who were 3 0 winners at Phoenix. It was Hyde 1, East Grinstead 1. Corinthian 2 0 winners at Sittingbourne. And it was Whitstable Neil Lansing 1, as we've already heard. A solid season for many of our teams. Seven Oaks finished 13th in the end. Uh, after that, Faversham in 12th, Sitting Wall in 10th, VCD 9th, Corinthian 8th, uh, Ramsgate in 6th place. And, and it's been confirmed today that Steve Lovell is going to be their manager next season as well. And, and a big opportunity for him and the club, I think, that one. Yeah, uh, talk about Mark. Is it, is, his, is, is it his son, his assistant, Mark? Yeah, that's correct. Mark, it? it is, isn't it? Yeah, so family. Yeah, Ramsgate, we know, doing great work on the community. Steve Lovell, you know, probably, you know, he's managed high levels, but he has been at this level before. Given the opportunity at Ramsgate, um, you would have thought, you know, I think I've heard a bit of his interview, or, or the aim is to get in the playoffs. So I'm sure Ram, they'll be looking to, to really try and win this division like they, like they have done before, well, 15 or so years ago under the wards. So, yeah, good appointment, Steve Lovell. He's a good man. He'll be able to track players just to see what the model will be like if they're getting players from sides around this or continue to go the youth model that, the, the previous manager did picking up players from uh, other sort of clubs. So, yeah, interesting model there for Ramsgate. Cray Valley, disappointed for them. I say losing. Um, but uh, Kevin's a good manager. He'll go again. He'll pick up players. So, we, lo- we like this division being a Kent-dominated one. And I think with the two teams coming up, um, I think it's going to be a, a really exciting division. And I'm sure the top six or seven are going to be dominated by Kent clubs, which is yeah, what we're going to see. An interesting thing as well is that there's no one coming down into this division uh, because of the teams that have been relegated from the East League Premier Division. None of them are, are over this way. It's Leatherhead, it's East Thurrock, it's uh, Merston. So no one's going to come down into, into this league. So I, I think that's kind of nice because it makes it a bit more of a level playing field. But the teams, as you say, the teams coming up are going to be going for it. Ramsgate are going to be going for it. Ashford or Herne Bay will be going for it. Cray Valley will be going for it. I think it's going to be, again, brilliant. But that's not to discuss in April. That's one to discuss in August, surely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And again, will we see players? Again, it's all to do what you can do in the transfer market. Will there be players swapping from club to club in this division? See what they can get out. Um, yeah, 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 intriguing times ahead. So um, keep an eye on the Kent Non-League podcast when we fit, we stop for the summer. We'll try and get those transfer news over as well to keep you informed. 
Into this mini Premier Division very quickly. I've actually just got in front of me the playoff results from there tonight. Both games uh, currently, well, one's already finished and the other one uh, is on the verge of finishing. Both 3-2 away wins. So Bishop Stortford, who haven't conceded goals for months and months and months, have lost 3-2 at home. They're out of the playoffs. Unbelievable. Uh, chess hunt. So it looks like it's going to be a chess hunt Hornchurch final at Hornchurch uh, on Monday for that. Uh, elsewhere, uh, let's talk about the Kent clubs quickly. The season ended. Uh, Cray Wanderers beaten 3-1 at Bishop Stortford, but they managed to stay up. Uh, they finished 19th uh, above Leatherhead on goal difference. Leatherhead cruelly relegated because of incidents elsewhere, uh, much like St. Margaret's we were. Uh, but it was a, a matter of uh, they were desperate for Salisbury to score against Kings Landley and, and then Salisbury missed a penalty. Uh, Kings Landley went on to win that game by two goals to nil. I mean, Leatherhead uh, drop down. Uh, Margate ended the season with a 2-1 win over Kingstonian and finishing eighth place in the table, 65 points. And folks in Victor finished sixth with 72 points after a 4-4 draw on the final day of the season at Haringey Borough. Uh, despite a hat-trick from David Smith, they were 4-2 up with two minutes to go. So I'm sure Neil Cugley, ever the professional, would have been frustrated that they didn't hold on to at least send the fans home happy on the final day. Yeah, when you when you look at that as well with Hornchurch and Chesant, Chesant have come from nowhere really, haven't they? For the form to get into the final uh, there, what could have been for Folkestone? Um, again, I sort of read somewhere in um, Kent Online that Neil currently hoping for for more budget as they go for it next season as well. Um, what you know, it's, it's good. It's a good season for fantastic season for Folkestone, but what could it have been? Um, did the cup become a bit of a distraction for them? Um, they enjoyed those days out. They enjoyed their day out at Wrexham. Well, didn't enjoy Wrexham, no fans there. But, you know, the money game from that. Yeah, interesting one for Folkestone. Um, but I think Margate, I see they've released a few players. Jay Saunders is going to be at busy early doors in the transfer market. I think Margate next season could be a side to watch out for. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, internationally south then, uh, where Maidstone continued their push towards the title. Uh, they won again. They only need two wins now. Uh, to be assured of winning it, they won 4 0 at Hemel Hempstead. Dorkamon's won 7 2. Uh, but that, that's the way things go for them at the moment. But um, you were at Dartford on Saturday, 3 1 win for them over St Albans. What did you make of the darts? Um, puffed and puffed a little bit. It's strange though, because St Albans, you'd have thought, would have come out a little bit more because they could get in the playoffs. But Dartford had that little bit of quality. Kieran Murtag, who's been criticised a little bit by the um, Dartford fans, he scored two goals. Um, the first one on the stroke of half time. Cross company got a slight flick on the um on it and it went in there from the corner. Then the second uh, half best move of the game. Good finish from St. Albans Sean Jeffers, who's got a lot of goals this season. And you thought then, oh, this is a test for the Darts, because St. Albans gonna come on and Dartford's home record is good, but they've drawn a lot of games at home. But then Murtag again chased down a flick free kick, chased down a long course scored, and after that, St. Albans didn't really win in the races. So the consensus being that the games on looking at it, you've got to try and get third to try and be at home to Ebsley in the in the um, competition. Steve King, we know Steve King's record is not good in the playoffs when he gets there, but um, he'll use that to that advantage. I think he probably needs, if he can get a settled squad, Daddy Leonard was coming back. I think he's probably key to them if he wants the way they want to play. Um, on paper, they've got a chance to win their games with them, just some, just it all comes down to the playoffs, really. Have and again, you would have thought Maidstone are going to win the league from the position. I can't see them losing two out of the next three to to blow it. Again, you'd have thought the way Dorking are playing, 
that's the tough game, isn't it? You get into the final, it's going to be against Dorking. But but go into those with a bit of momentum. If you can keep this, rather than chopping and changing, maybe for me, Steve King, right, get the formula down. Work with the, work, right, this is my best team. We're going to play it to the rest of the season, get the bit of momentum and see what the playoff brings. Yeah, Ebbsfleet United uh, are still in third place, a point ahead of the darts uh, after they won 1-0 at Tunbridge Angels. Uh, reports uh, that came to me last night from someone that we both know, Matt, with Angel, uh, the Ebbsfleet looked the part uh, against Tunbridge Angels. Uh, played really, really well, apparently, in that one. Uh, Welling United, a 2-2 draw for them against Haven and Waterlooville, but they were 2-1 up in the 96th minute, and apparently only four minutes had been added on, and they were pegged back by a dramatic late goal uh, for having it more to Louisville, which kept their playoff hopes alive. It did mean that it's now two points between Wellingham and Billericay at the bottom of the table, but that would have been such a massive, massive win if Wellingham held on for that, wouldn't it? Yeah, we're thinking they've got to play Maystone on Monday. Um, Billericay, you just got to try and grind out a result. Again, I've, I've, I've been bigging up having a more to Louisville, thinking they're going to be the side to watch out in the playoffs as well. So that's a good performance from the wings, but they just couldn't hang on for that. Anything can happen in these three games. That's the thing, isn't it? It's a flip of a coin. You know, you look at it on paper, the Maystone game is going to be a tough one, isn't it? So they've got to pick up points in the other two games. Who have they got on Saturday? Uh, they have got Hungerford Town away on Saturday. So Hungerford, uh, still- Hungerford have dropped have dropped yeah, out of the playoff push a little bit. So um, it's probably not a bad time to play that. I mean, when, when I looked the other week, Hungerford were like eight, but they're down 13th yeah. now. So they've also been a bit of a... A poor run and, and you know, a win for Welling this weekend and, and they could be almost home and hosed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they probably they probably need, yeah, one win the way Bill are playing. That could be enough. You never know, they could cause a stroke against Maidstone. Maidstone have taken over a thousand fans there. It's going to be some sort of atmosphere. Again, Warren Feeney's got them organised, I think. But again, Achilles here is conceding goals. That's the problem. They conceded far too many. Yes, 82 goals conceded in 37 games. Uh, elsewhere this weekend, Summer Angels go to Bath. They need a point to be mathematically safe, although they're pretty much there uh, already. Ebbsfleet are at home to Chippenham. Maidstone take on Chelmsford City. Dartford travel to Slough. And then a full programme of fixtures on Monday as well. The bank holiday, uh, Ebbsfleet go to Billericay, so they could do Welling a favour there. Uh, it's Dartford against Braintree. Summer Angels are at home to Eastbourne Borough. And as Matt has said, they're Welling United against Maidstone United. And theoretically, Matt, Maidstone could win the league on Monday. Yeah, Chelmsford and Welling perform, they don't win matches. So the juggernaut that is Maidstone, you would have thought Monday night could be celebrations in the, in Maidstone to win the league. And fair play to them. And we'll, we'll just probably discuss that next week's show. Absolutely. That just leaves us uh, with the National League where, oh, Dover lost. Um, but more concerning, I suppose, is... Is it's looking pretty bleak for Bromley now? In fact, it's looking very, very bleak for Bromley, isn't it? And their, and their hopes. Uh, 13 points outside the playoffs with five games to go now. They're not going to make it, are they? No. Um, and they were in such a good position in January. Um, again, when he was linked to the Gillingham job, has that sort of derailed them a little bit? I think an interesting summer ahead for, for Bromley. Um, they've had a, they've kept the core of the squad for a long time, haven't they? Will he look to change it? To, to bring them in. Of course, they're going to Wembley. Um, icing on the cake. But if this is their first trip to Wembley, you think, all right, fantastic. They've been there before. And again, it's going to be a fantastic day for them. Would they swap that Wembley trip to be in the playoffs? The I think um, the way 
their run, the way they're set up, the structure of the club. They want to be playing football league football. And it may be this season is not going to be the season because you probably think of the side's going to go up next season. It may be a little bit easier to go again from there. But I think they'll overall be disappointed with the league position because, you know, like we saw this time last season, Neil Smith was sacked when they were in a arguably a better position than this because they wanted the playoffs. They achieved that playoffs. This season they haven't. But still, Andy Woodman's done a good job. But a big summer ahead for them, I think, for what they do with the squad. Yeah, definitely. They lost at Morehamwood uh, on Saturday before being held uh, by Aldershot on Tuesday evening. They were beaten 3-0 by Notts County uh, on Tuesday night. Lots of weather puns I hear, Matt. But Chesterfield away on Saturday you can't go 2-1 up with 10 minutes to go and lose. Come on. No, no, I can't. Uh, it's just happened too long, too many times. And, you know, Dover have conceded 95 goals. I'll be very shocked if by the time we speak this week, when they go to Notts County on um, on Bank Holiday Monday, if we haven't reached the magical three figures in conceding goals. It's going to be a, a tough weekend. We've got them on Saturday. But Dover just don't look like scoring at home. That's the other problem. They score a lot of goals away from home, but um, this, 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 they just don't. They're struggling to score at home, struggling to create chance. Didn't have a shot on goal um, last night against Notts County. I have to say, Notts County. Um, I've seen every team apart from Wrexham uh, this season. I think Notts County are too nice. I would have thought, you know, very nice football, but uh, you know, when it comes to the crunch, I can't see them going up. Because I think there's probably better quality sides in there, but they 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 like play some nice football and had some good players. But you know, Dover were there for the taking. If they'd taken the chances, the keeper had some good saves. But yeah, and, and it was interesting. It was the first time Andy Hessenthaler, on the record, said the season just wants it to end now because you know it's still everyone demoralising. The hardcore fans are just there, end the season and go again. And you know. If uh, certain other clubs, Bromley have got a massive summer, or I think they've got a massive summer to see what they're going to do with their squad. Dover, the key to them is what their transfer business and what sort of money they've got around if they want to be successful. Because in a rut of losing football matches, they've got to get out of it and get a bit of excitement back at Crabble because at the moment there's absolutely none. Bromley played Chesterfield at home on Saturday and then travelled to Solihull Moors. On Monday, who bloody hell did these fixtures on a bank holiday no, Monday? Altrincham against Barnet, Borehamwood against Wrexham, Dagenham against Torquay, Yeovil. I mean, is, what what is going on here? What, well, I have to say, because they were playing probably a week Saturday, so why isn't that being played on the Monday? And they've sorted some of the other games out. It's fact, it's ridiculous. It's insane. I mean, Eastleigh against Halifax, <laughs> bank holiday <laughs> Monday. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem to make sense. But again, that's the name. I don't care anymore, Job, because I'm, I'm not interested in the National League in about two weeks' time. Yeah, but you're still part of their little little crew, aren't you? So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it, yeah, yeah, it, it does seem strange. Um, yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. I, I thought David and Notts County on a bank holiday Monday. David and Nottingham is not great, but when you mention these other games, you think, blimey, they could have sorted that out a little bit. Yes, right. Well, that's uh, pretty much it for this week's football chat. Have you seen the uh, the Gateshead tweet that I, that I tweeted out earlier on? No, I know I haven't been on social. What, what oh, go just go and have a look at what I retweeted earlier on. Uh, if you could do it now, that would be really good because right, I'd like to hear your reaction. Your thing, right? Oh yes, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it wasn't the best bit of design work, was it? Oh, uh, oh that's <laughs> yes. 
but yeah, not, not a lot else going on. The, the weather's nice. Uh, it was a bit, it was a bit murky today actually, but the sun was just starting to creep out when I was out on the course earlier on, so that's quite nice. Uh, bank holiday weekend, you know, set fair really, so can't complain. Everything's, yeah, 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 everything's good. Say, by the weather's going to be good weather, is it? It's going to be all right. I don't think it's. I don't. I think Sunday might be a little bit uh, dicey, but I think by and large, you know, it's going to be okay. You know, bank holiday weekend. You know, day, extra day off if you are people who don't work in hospitality. It's, it's, it's the dream, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, long weekend, yes. Yeah, so um, we'll look forward. Hopefully, we're going to have a bit of a barbecue. But we'll see what happens from there. Um, yeah, no, yeah, four day week. You can't up grumble with that. Um, nothing else sort of planned really. So. Uh, just enjoy that and watch on the telly, Frank. John, have you watched? I've been watching. I've started watching Derry Girls. Have you watched yeah, any of that? I've, I've tried to get into it a couple of times. I just can't get into it. Oh, it's, um, it's probably, well. The music and things like that is right up my street, as in my era. So the mid nineties. Yeah, it, it's um, easy watching. I would probably say. So I've been quite enjoying that. Apart from that, I haven't really been watching too much else. Oh, Not much on the telly. Apart from my standard Fraser and House of Games that we watch every week. That's. Um, uh, that's it at the moment. No, no, I need to find some. Uh, my wife's out the next couple of nights, so I need to find something exciting to watch. I'll probably watch the football tomorrow, but find uh, something to watch on a Friday night. So if you recommend any films, please recommend a film for me to watch on a, a Friday night while she's out. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be uh, something out there, but I'm sure you'll. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you'll find something. And I hope everybody has a nice uh, bank holiday weekend. Uh, plenty going on. As I say, I'm going to be at Ashford uh, on Saturday, so looking forward to seeing how that pans out. Sutton Unit Athletic have won that game tonight so they are through to the final where they will play Larkfield and New Hyde uh, shame both those games are on Saturday really because if they were split a bit then it, I, I could probably go to both but such is life they is that is the Ryman North plan on the yeah so the Isthmian the, the Isthmian are over four different uh four different days Friday Saturday Sunday Monday but um the Skeffle obviously want to play their big game on the Saturday yeah. don't they so uh, we shall see yeah, good luck to all our sides and game we like Ben, we like Tommy, so may the best, may team, the best win. team win. That I would say on that, but fantastic season for them and good to have another side in the uh, Isthmian Premier League. That's the most important thing. Yes, it certainly is. Well, thank you everybody for listening to this week's show. You can find us on Twitter at Kent NL Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, search for Kent on League Podcast. Um, I'm at John Phipps 81 on Twitter. Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerard. Do feel free uh, to get in touch with us at any point. We always love to hear from you. Thank you to all of our guests for their time on this week's show. Uh, and as we say, massive good luck to everybody involved in the playoffs. I've managed to get through this despite the fact I've got a stinking cold. It's not one of those that ones I've been I've been sticking the test up my nose. I'm OK. Uh, but uh, yeah, n- not enjoying uh, my, my current health at the moment. But uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's show. And we'll speak to you all next week on the Kent Only podcast. Yeah, it's the business end of the season. Enjoy it. because it, well, You're going to have a few weeks off soon, but fantastic. Uh, thing. Good best team win on Saturday.